Let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb. In 2004, a boy named Foley was born in a village in Ghana. His family didn't have much money, but Foley was blessed with grandparents who loved and cared for him. At an early age, Foley started following his grandfather to his farm, helping to plant the seeds and tend to the crops. It was a simple life, but a life of freedom, and Foley never wanted to leave. But then one day in 2013, when he and his grandfather had gone to the market to sell their produce, tragedy struck. In the market, Foley's grandfather was hit by a taxi and knocked down to the ground. They carried the old man to the house, but it was obvious his recovery would take time. And in his bedridden condition, the grandfather was no longer able to care for Foley. And so it was that one of Foley's uncles came and offered to take care of the little boy. He even promised to send him to school. Foley didn't want to go, but there was no other option. His grandfather told Foley to go with the uncle, and so reluctantly, he packed up his few clothes and left his village. But the uncle didn't take Foley to school. In fact, his uncle took him to Lake Volta and put him in a fishing boat. Foley had never been in a boat on a lake and he didn't know how to swim. The first time he went on the lake, Foley wanted to escape, but he didn't know the way. He was far from the farm and far from his grandfather. And if he wanted to survive, he had to do what he was told. Foley was forced to go to the lake every day from morning till evening. He was forced into the boat, and when the nets were caught in the weeds, Foley was forced into the dark, cold water to untangle them. When the nets were full, Foley was forced to pull them into the boat. He was forced at night to clean the nets and to pack the fish and to carry the loads and to serve his master and to do more work than any child should have to do. The fact is, Foley was a slave. He was bound by a cruel master who would not let him go. When he went with his uncle, Foley thought he was going to school, but instead he was forced to work day and night for no pay. When he left his grandfather's house, Foley's uncle told him, I will take care of you. But instead, he was beaten and abused. But Foley never lost his desire to escape. He never lost his hunger to be free. And so Foley prayed, God, spare my life. When I go into the water, give me breath. When I enter the darkness, give me light. And God heard Foley's prayers. One day in 2015, after spending two years as a slave on Lake Volta, Foley was on the boat when a rescue operation was launched. The police, together with social workers, went out on the lake looking for boys who were forced into slavery in the fishing industry. When Foley's uncle saw them coming, he shouted at Foley, Get in the water! Swim away! Don't let them get you! His uncle cried. Foley had been warned about the men in the rescue boats. He'd been lied to and told that they would capture him and carry him away. But Foley wanted to be free. Somewhere deep within him, Foley knew that his life was not meant to be a slave on the lake. He knew that this was not the life God wanted for him. So when his uncle demanded he get in the water, Foley refused. He stopped listening to the lies. He stopped believing the voice of his enemy. He reached out for hope and hung on for freedom. And so Foley stayed on the boat. When the rescue boat came up alongside the canoe that carried Foley, the police pulled his boat close. A social worker pulled Foley out of his canoe and into the rescue boat. And finally, after two years as a slave, Foley was free. 
Today, Foley is back in his village with his grandfather. He's learning in school and making up for his lost time. And in the true story of his rescue, God has a powerful message for all of us today. No matter what has captured you, there's hope. No matter how bound you may be, God has freedom in store for you. Jesus, the risen Savior, has come to free us from every bondage. He died and rose again so that we could be free. He's defeated every enemy and won a permanent victory. And when we follow Jesus, his victory is our victory. See, God wants you to know today that you can be free. The enemy will try to frighten you. The enemy will lie to you to keep you in bondage and hold you in chains. But if you'll stop listening to the lies and start following Jesus, you can reach out for hope and hang on for freedom. You can discover the power of Jesus to bring you complete and permanent freedom. That's the message in our sermon today. We're going to discover the powerful promise available to anyone who will embrace the Son of God, Jesus Christ. But before we learn more, let us pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you so much that you sent your Son, Jesus, to bring us complete and permanent freedom and victory. Now we ask you, God, to open our eyes that we will learn the truths and understand the steps we must take and what we must believe in to follow you to finish in victory. We submit to you now, we bind every voice of the devil that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I loose the power of the Holy Spirit, the power to bring us light and life for your glory and our transformation. I thank you by faith now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's broadcast. It's great to have you join me as we discover truth for today from God's Word. You picked a great day to join in as we continue our sermon series titled, It Is Finished. We began this series last week on Easter weekend with the powerful truth of how Jesus finished every foe on the cross and at his resurrection. Just before he died on the cross, our Lord cried out, it is finished. And in those three powerful words, we have the promise of our deliverance. For you see, on the cross, Jesus finished our debt of sin. On the cross, Jesus finished our enemy's power when he disarmed Satan. And on the cross, Jesus finished off every other power and every other foe arrayed against us. And now we can live in victory every day because Christ's victory is our victory. And because Jesus finished our foes forever, we have access to a new and better life. See, the fact is God's plan of redemption is comprehensive. God's plan at the resurrection was not just to get you out of temporary trouble. His plan was to get you into a new life of victory every day. That's why when he was leaving earth to go and sit on his throne in heaven, he gave his disciples the keys that would carry them all the way through life. And it's the same message he gives to all of us. In his parting words, his farewell, he showed us the truths we need to make it all the way through this life so that we might be reunited with him in the life to come. That's what we discover in our scripture text for today's sermon, found in the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. Now, receive the word of the Lord. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. 
Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your hearts in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. I want to ask you to take a moment and pray along with me right now. Just put your hand on your chest and say, Lord, speak to my heart. Change my life. and Manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, these famous words of Jesus are often called the Great Commission. They're called the Great Commission because they're Jesus' final command to his church to take the gospel to the whole world. Yet, interestingly enough, they are much more than that. In fact, these are the words of the risen Savior that show us how to live our lives in victory. So let's take a few minutes together today, right now, and discover the three truths to give you the power to finish. And here's your first truth today. Jesus has all power. Somebody say all power. Listen to how Jesus begins his powerful farewell to his disciples in verse 18. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. In other words, our ability to make it all the way through life is founded on the fact that Jesus has all power and all authority. This is what the Apostle Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. Under the fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit, he said in Acts 2:24, God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. In other words, Jesus could not be bound, could not be held by death. And if death couldn't defeat him, then nothing else can defeat Jesus either. And if nothing can defeat him, then nothing can defeat those who belong to Jesus. It was impossible for death to hold him. And it is impossible for any power to hold those who belong to Jesus Christ. That's why in the very next verse, verse 25, Peter quotes the words of David and says, I saw the Lord always before me. Because he's at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Jesus is always before us. With his presence by our side, we cannot be shaken. His presence gives us the ability to endure. We're not alone. And the one who lives in us is the one with all authority. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you. When the all-powerful one is with you, then all power is available to you. That's why we learned last week that when Jesus said, it is finished, he opened the way for all of us to overcome all other powers. That's why Colossians 2, 13 to 15 says, Christ forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. In other words, when Jesus died on the cross, he made a way to remove our sins. When he died on the cross, he disarmed the devil. And when he died on the cross, he brought about a permanent and public victory. And though sin had power over us, Jesus broke that power. And though the devil has held us all captive, Jesus broke that captivity. And when we come to his empty tomb, there's nothing more we need to do. The victory is already won. The powers facing us are already defeated. That's why Ephesians 1, 21 and 22 says, Jesus is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else 
else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things, somebody say all things, all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. There is no power. There is no authority. There is no ruler, no spirit, no sickness or sin or stronghold that is equal to Jesus. He is far above all other powers and all things are under Christ's authority. And the good news is not only that Jesus triumphs over all, it's that his triumph is permanent. His triumph is for us. He reigns forever and ever and he does so for the benefit of the church. That's why the Bible says in Revelation, 1115 the world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ and he will reign forever and ever every government will bow before Jesus every power every ruler every army every general every president every king every corporation will bow before Jesus every spirit every religion every belief will bow before Jesus though men may try they cannot stop the power of the risen Jesus Christ. If you believe it, say amen. More than 50 years ago, the ruler of China, Chairman Mao Zedong, began attacking Christianity in China. He drove out 10,000 Christian missionaries. He imprisoned pastors. He forbade the preaching of the gospel. He burned all the Christian seminary libraries and declared Christianity would not survive in China. But today, there are more than 58 million Christians in China, and the church continues to grow. In fact, today, in the city where Chairman Mao attended senior high school, a huge new church is being built. The Xingxia Church is a 260-feet-tall church building being constructed in Changsha, the city where Mao Zedong embraced communism. When finished, this Protestant church will be more than twice the size of Mao's biggest statue in China, which stands just a few miles away. Mao tried to wipe out the church, but today the church in China is bigger and stronger than ever. For there is no one greater than Jesus, and when he is in us, we have his power in us. So here's the truth you need to pack up and carry with you to the finish. God's yes always overrides man's no. That's the lesson we could learn from the powerful true story of a Dutch woman named Corrie ten Boom. Corrie was a watchmaker living in Harlem, Holland, when the Germans invaded and conquered her homeland during World War II. Once in power, the Nazis began persecuting the Jews. Corey's family were devout Christians, and when they saw the oppression of the Jews, they knew they had to step in and help rescue them. So, Corey and her family began taking in Jewish refugees and hiding them in their home. They were able to save countless lives. But then on February 28, 1944, a Dutch informant named John Vogel told the Nazis about the Ten Boom's work. At around 12.30 that afternoon, the Nazis arrested the entire Ten Boom family. Corey, her sister Betsy, her father, her brother, and her nephew were all taken and held in Nazi prison camps. Eventually, all four of Corey's relatives died in the prison camps. But then, just when it looked hopeless, just when it looked like she might be next, Corey herself 
was released from prison. One week later, every single woman her age was executed in the gas chamber. Just in the nick of time, just when death was coming, when the enemy had planned to wipe out the entire family, Corey was released. She later learned that her release was a clerical mistake. She wasn't supposed to be freed. In fact, she was scheduled for death. But when man said die, God said live. For man's no was overruled by God's yes. This is what the Bible teaches us in Romans 8, 31 to 34. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us, and he's sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading and praying for us. And consider the message in this powerful passage from God's word. Listen to what the Lord tells us here. He says, if God is for us, who can ever be against us? And that means that God for you is always greater than the world against you. Corey Ten Boom went on to preach the gospel around the world. She lived a long life serving Jesus Christ. And what the enemy planned against her, God stopped it and turned it around. And today God wants you to know he is on your side. Before you even knew him, Jesus gave his life for you. And if he gave his life for you then, how much more will he do for you now that you believe in him? That's why no matter what you're facing, you are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer through the one who loves you. He's the creator of the universe. He holds the stars in his hands. He never gets confused, for all wisdom is his. He never feels afraid, for all power is his. He never worries about the future, for the future is in his hand. He's not the great I was. He's the great I am. And he knows tomorrow. He has the times in his hands, and no matter how bad things look, God is on his throne. Oh, the devil may rage, people may doubt, nations may prepare for war, but at the end of the book, Jesus rides victorious and triumphant. All enemies are under his feet. His kingdom cannot be shaken because it is ruled by a king that cannot be shaken. So whatever you're passing through today is only temporary. This trial has come to pass. It hasn't come to stay. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It won't last. Anything you're passing through that is opposing God's kingdom will not last. Maybe today you're facing sickness or pain in your body or pain in your heart. Maybe there's trouble all around you and people are discouraging you. Maybe you're confused about direction and there's setbacks and delays but all these things are temporary because we belong to a kingdom that is triumphant forever and God's love lasts forever and God's power lasts forever and everything in this world that can be shaken is being shaken today but God is building a people who can never be shaken or moved God is raising an army of people filled with faith who will not fear when trouble comes around them they will not hide in 
and terror, but will rise up with the good news of his kingdom and his power and his glory. For the fact is Jesus paid far too high of a price to earn an inheritance for us that could somehow be lost. He paid that price so that we could participate with him in permanent victory. And Jesus shares his victory with you so that you can share his purpose with him. And that brings us to our second truth today. Jesus gives you a purpose. Listen again to Matthew 28, 19. Jesus said, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. And it's vital that we understand this truth today. God has given all of us a purpose. We're not here to simply enjoy life. We're not here just to receive blessings. You will never find true satisfaction and fulfillment in life till you discover your purpose in God. You're saved to serve. You're called to live, to give. And that is what will carry you through to finish in victory. When you have a purpose, you have a reason to live. No matter how you feel or what you face, your purpose motivates you. That's why Jesus said in Mark 8, 35, only those who give away their lives for my sake and the good news will ever know what it means to really live. If you're just living for this earth, you're missing out. If you're just living for the things of this life, you're losing out. That's the lesson we can learn from the true story of a couple who literally lost everything in this life. Tanner Broadwell and Nikki Walsh had a dream. They wanted to live on a boat and sail around the world. So in 2017, they quit their jobs, sold all their property and possessions, and bought a boat. They lived on their boat for several months in Tarpon Springs, Florida, USA, as they prepared themselves to sail around the world. Finally, they felt prepared for their first trip. They'd stocked up on food and supplies, and they set off for the Caribbean. But nothing prepared them for what happened next. Two days into their trip, their boat sank. Everything that they'd invested in the boat vanished instantly. They made it out alive, but there was very little they could salvage. They took their dog and their few belongings and had nothing else. After selling everything they had, after quitting their jobs, after investing everything in the boat, the boat was now sunk. Nikki and Tanner were left with hardly anything and no home to go to. And that's how this life is. Everything in this world will pass away. At the end of time, all the possessions you worked for, all the degrees you earned, all the positions you strove for, it will all be gone in one day. If you don't live for God's eternal purposes, you won't make it through this life successfully. You'll get to the end and be sunk. See, when you have a purpose from God, it gives you strength in tough times. Purpose motivates you to keep going when you want to quit. Purpose makes life meaningful. Purpose gets you to the finish line in victory. And when you follow Jesus, you always have purpose in life. As Christians, our purpose is to align with Jesus and unite with him to reach other people. A lot of people today want the power of God for their own use, but God specifically ties his power to his purpose. Jesus said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Therefore, 
is there for a reason. The power of God is there for you to use to win others to Christ. Let me be clear. God's miracle power is not a substitute for your obedience. The Great Commission will only be fulfilled as we go in obedience to his command. God's not going to send the angels. He's not going to write the gospel in the clouds. God is not going to fill his church unless we go out and invite others. His power is tied to his purpose. And we can always expect God's power whenever we are obeying God's plan. We can always expect God's power whenever we align with God's purpose. So when you are in need of God's power to get you through a difficult situation, you must ask yourself, what is God's purpose in my life at this time? How can I align myself with God's purpose in this situation? That's the lesson we learned from a Ghanaian hero named Richard Apia Akoto. Richard is a Ghanaian JSS teacher in the Ashanti region. Richard caught the world's attention from the remote village of Bitanase when a photo of him appeared on social media. With just a blackboard and a talent for drawing, Richard explained in detail to his students the secrets of Microsoft Word. Listen to Richard in his own words. I wanted to teach my students how to launch Microsoft Word, Richard said, but I had no computer to show them. I had to do my best. So I decided to draw what the screen looks like on the blackboard with chalk. The photograph of Richard's chalkboard drawing earned numerous headlines and worldwide admiration. Following the social media buzz, people and organizations donated desktop computers and laptops to a school. And Microsoft flew Richard free of charge to Singapore to attend the annual Microsoft Educators Exchange. There, he received a standing ovation when he appeared on stage. The Vice President for Worldwide Education at Microsoft, Mr. Anthony Salcito, praised Richard Akato for inspiring the world. See, friends, the fact is this. If you'll pursue your purpose, even when it seems difficult, then God will always make a way through for you to finish in victory. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you. You will never lack the power of God in your life when you align yourself with the purpose of God for your life. In fact, the only way to experience the power of God is to unite with Christ. That's why he told us in John 15, 4 to 8, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And Christ is calling you today to be united with him. Christ is calling you so that you can fulfill your purpose. You can be more than just a branch. You can bear fruit. You can bear fruit and give him glory. And to be united with him brings us to our third truth today. Jesus gives you his presence. Our scripture text ends in Matthew 28, 20 with these final words from Jesus on earth. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The final and ultimate key to the way through life is the presence of the resurrected Jesus in us. 
See, the cross was the means to an end. The resurrection was the means to an end. The ultimate goal of all that happened with Jesus on earth was so that he could come and dwell in us. The ultimate goal of the cross and the empty tomb was Christ in you. And this is what makes Christianity different from every other faith and every other religion. It is Christ's presence in us that separates us from everyone else. We can see this in Exodus 33, 16. Here, Moses said, Your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on the earth. And it's Christ's presence in you that gives you the grace and the strength to make it all the way through life and finish in victory. But here's the problem. We often tie our faith in God's presence to our circumstances. When things are going well, we think we feel his presence. When we're in a pleasant place, it's easy to believe God is with me. When we see someone blessed, we even say, oh, the Lord is really with you. But when things look dark and the way gets rough, we tend to doubt God's presence. We start believing that God has left us alone. We feel abandoned. So our faith goes down and our courage grows weak and our attitude starts to change. But if you're going to make it through life to finish in victory, you've got to know that God is always with you. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you today. Jesus doesn't leave you in the dark places. He leads you through the dark places. Listen to these words written by King David in Psalm 23, 1-4. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, the valley of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The same God who led David by the still waters is the God who led him through the darkest valley. The same good shepherd who took him to the green pastures is the same good shepherd who taught him fear no evil. And when you follow the presence of the good shepherd, he will always lead you through. He doesn't lead you to stay. He doesn't camp at the dark valley. He walks you through. Follow his presence and you will always come out the other side. Follow the risen Savior and you will always have the power to finish in victory. One night, a Christian brother had a dream. He dreamed he was walking along the beach with the Lord, hand in hand. Across the sky flashed scenes from his life. For each scene, he noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One set of footprints belonged to him and the other to the Lord. When the last scene of his life flashed before him, he looked back at the footprints in the sand. But he noticed something strange. He noticed that many times along the path of his life, there was only one set of footprints. He also noticed that it happened at the very lowest and the very saddest and the most difficult times of life. That's when there was only one set of footprints. This really bothered this Christian brother, and he questioned the Lord about it. Lord, he said, I noticed that once I decided to follow you, you walked with me all the way, but I noticed that during the most troublesome times in my life, there's only one set of footprints. I don't understand why when I needed you the most... You left me. 
the Lord replied, my precious child, I love you and I will never leave you or forsake you. During your times of trial and suffering, when you see only one set of footprints, that was the time when I picked you up on my shoulders and I carried you. So do not give up. In every dark valley, keep following the good shepherd. In every trial, keep following Jesus. Even when it doesn't feel, even when it doesn't make sense, even when it's frustrating and inconvenient and painful, you've got to keep following the good shepherd. He's leading you, but you must follow. He doesn't lead the sheep who wander away. He leads the one under his care and control. And when you follow the good shepherd, you will never, ever, ever walk alone. If you don't have God's presence in your life right now, it's you that moved away. Don't let trials move you away from God. Let them move you closer to God. See, the good news is that all of us can continually dwell in his love. He promised his presence to us every day, all day, to the end of days. He's with us in the good days and on the tough days. He's with us in the green pastures and in the valley of the shadow of death. It is his presence that will carry us all the way through life to finish in victory. That's the truth we find in Romans 8, 35 to 39. Listen to God's word. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? doesn't mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing, somebody say nothing, nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, in Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And listen to the list of difficulties Paul lists, and you'll realize it covers every hindrance you may be facing today. Shall trouble or hardship? Many of you are facing trouble and difficulty in life right now. You may be suffering from sickness or something chronic like asthma or sickle cell. Maybe your marriage is in trouble or you've got trouble at work, but God says, none of those problems can separate you from his love in the midst of trouble and hardship you are more than a conqueror what about persecution can that separate you from the love of God can persecution defeat you maybe you're being persecuted maybe you're at university and you're committed to staying sexually pure but everybody mocks you and they don't understand you you're being persecuted. Maybe you face persecution at the workplace. Your colleagues want you to do something illegal or unethical and you refuse. They want you to cover up a crime and lie about their actions, but you say no and they begin to persecute you. Can that separate you from the love of God? No. You are more than a conqueror. Then Paul lists famine and nakedness that represents financial trouble. Maybe you're facing business collapse or debts you can't pay. Maybe your lack of school fees or house rent is causing you concern. But even that cannot separate you from God's love. Even in the face of famine and nakedness, you are victorious. What about danger or sword? Right now, all around the world, this is a very real question for Christians. Our brothers and sisters in Christ in Nigeria, in Kenya, 
in Pakistan, in Syria, in Iran, in Mali, in Chad, in Indonesia, in China, face danger and sword. But even the threat of death cannot separate us from the love of God. For the Bible says, no, no, in all these things, in all circumstances, in every situation you face, no matter what you're passing through today, right now, nothing can separate you from God's love. You may not feel like it, but it's not based on feelings. It's based on truth. He is the risen Savior. He is Jesus. And because he finished in victory, we can finish in victory when we follow him. He has all power, and he gives that power to us to fulfill his purpose. And when we embrace his presence, we have the power to finish in victory today. Whatever you're passing through will pass. God is giving you grace right now to keep going. When everyone else drops out, you are going to be the last one standing because supernatural strength fills you. God is releasing the ability to persevere and to be faithful to you right now. It's not your own strength. It's the strength of the resurrection in you. Let me pray for you. Father, loose your power and strength upon your people right now. Give them, O oh Lord, supernatural, miraculous power to endure every persecution, every trouble, every trial, every famine, every nakedness, everything facing them through difficulties, whether physically, financially, relationally, emotionally, spiritually, in any way, Lord, give your people supernatural strength for all power is yours. And as we come to cling to you and to align with your purpose, we trust in you today that you will never leave us never forsake us and your presence in us is all the power we need to overcome may god richly bless you in jesus name amen the hope of god bless you for listening to this message reverend richard c whitcomb is the senior pastor of agape house new testament church in east Avon. if you are ever in accra we would like you to worship with us on saturday night at 6 p.m or on sunday at 7 30 9 30 or 11 30 a.m you will have an awesome experience We're here, uh...